Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the gentlemen a special bonus edition of cheap heat it's just on zoom i don't even have a microphone tonight we're just doing a zoom call you're just hanging out on a three-way call with friends i am in new york city sitting next to bear the dog sipping a delightful adult beverage on a friday night i'm joined from philadelphia pennsylvania by the physically large oh yeah and strong oh yeah i'm doing great how you guys doing um, I'm glad. Thank you for showing up when I called for you, Heffa. <laughs> Who are you calling a Heffa? Who are you calling a Heffa? <laughs> that that That's, is the that voice. is the question, though. That is the question. That, that, do you do you understand me, Heffa? I mean, I, I, I'm very offended that you 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 invite me onto your podcast, okay? And and you call me a Heffa. Dip, don't you ever ever? I'll never ever. I'll never ever. I'll never ever. Brian Dipperstein, the major Dipperland Ranch is on the call. It's a Friday night and it's time to Zoom. We're going to turn this into a combination mailbag slash, wait for it, Survivor Series 1990 watch along. And I'm going to tell you right now, this episode could range anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours and 20 minutes. We have no idea. (laughs) We just all strapped in for the ride. We're all strapped in. It's starting to feel the moment it gets chilly in L.A. or, or even in any 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 year, <laughs> the moment it gets a little chilly and that first frost starts to come. I, it, it, it feels like Survivor Series, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's right. It's, it's Survivor Series season. It is. Um, I wish. Sur- excuse me. I wish Survivor Series. I really, truly wish, even though it would be a nightmare for my travel. I truly wish it was on Wednesday night. The Wednesday night before Thanksgiving would be yeah. such a delight. The um, uh, Survivor Series 89 and 90 are orgasmic to me. That is how I feel watching Survivor It's the Series highest level. And 90. The intro to Survivor Series 89 and 90. And I guess to Royal Rumble, the, 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 the Royal Rumbles of that era as well, mm-hmm. are they, they just, they make me feel whole. Well, we're going to start, everyone, if you want to watch along, we are, we, are, we are paused at one second into Survivor Series 1990 when the Survivor Series logo is coming onto the screen. I'm going to count to three, and then on what would be four, actually, I'll count down from three, <laughs> and after one, on what would be zero, we'll hit play. Three, two, one, play. And there you go. I'll give you a little taste of the theme that Dip's talking about. 
Oh, now we know why dips in barbarian. This is not yeah. my. Bar- I don't. I don't like the antler barb. I like the only the powers of pain barb. Mm. I totally forgot. I, 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 I didn't know which which barb was your barb. I have a question for you. Who is the mystery opponent for mm. uh, the million dollar team? Who is that? Hmm. Why is there a, a, question. a question mark there? We'll have to find out. I had. I mean, I still have no idea who that could be. And by the what way. A- what a repug picture of Boris Zukov. Oh, my God. Yeah. He looked terrible. I mean, what what a different event, by the way. It's all traditional Survivor Series matches. It is just a completely different event. But it's perfect, though, like built around the feuds, like we said. The teams have team names. Not just this person's team and that person's team. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of controversy. There's a lot of controversy at the time when they used the demolition masks um, that were the whole masks, like the face masks um, here in this in this image. And it's the only image that uh, they ever used of them like that. Um, I know a lot of people know what we're talking about. Um, Because they're like weird. They're watching along. Yeah. The weird those weird matches. Yeah. Or those weird masks. God, this this is an incredible event. This is not the event where Dusty gets hit in the face um, with the nightstick by Bossman and bleeds. That was eighty nine. In you know that was a really. I was very upset as a child watching Dusty Rhodes bleed and was very concerned for his safety at the time. And well, you're look you're looking at the only negative of this event. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Piper. Piper. Piper on commentary. It's it's such a it's he's like Jericho. He's like Jericho this, is worse, but yeah, Jericho Jericho <laughs> may be worse, but Piper's like this perfect talent who can do so many things well, especially talk, obviously, and and then on commentary, it's I want to see a match between Savage and Roddy Piper for who can be worse on commentary. I, I enjoyed heard- Savage. Savage was just out there so bad. Bat, you know, he was out there. I, I enjoyed it. I heard that Ted, um, Ted from Wrestling for Sale, yep. is selling some of the hay uh, that was under the gobbledygooker egg for uh, twelve hundred dollars right now. Is that is that true? Yes. He has <laughs> well, the by hay. the way, he no, has the hay and he's selling the hay. For the record, Wrestling for Sale is selling the hay. It's twelve hundred dollars OBO. Yeah. <laughs> It's, the OBO is very, very important. It's mint. It's, it's mint. It's never. It's it's mint on card. No, it's dead stock. Hey, look. Okay, yeah. Uh, but Fink is so young and excited. Oh, uh, this is why. Uh, this was my favorite axe haircut. Uh, he had like a. He looks like a banker. He yeah, he looks like <laughs> didn't gel his hair. And you know, I also never realized when I was a kid how fat Crush was here. He was very fat. Well, all of them. Yeah. Smash got fatter, though, and lost more hair as the years went on. It's a bad sign that you're talking about how fat they are, and both me and SGG would need to lose weight to look half as good as Demolition. And and now this guy comes out looking absolutely perfect. And he does look absolutely perfect, and he's led by Bobby Heenan, who's wearing a sweater with a BH on it that looks gorgeous. Um, Mm. 
I would pay $2,200 OBO for that. <laughs> I think this is peak adjacent perfect. I would say peak perfect is like late 89 to mid 1990. I would say after Mania, after SummerSlam 1990, he started to deteriorate physically slightly. Slightly. Oh, oh my God. Look how dead this whole shot is. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should jump to the mail bag. (laughs) The Road Warriors, Tornado, whose shirt I have in my closet. Oh, I'm so happy. Shouts to wrestling for sale. Uh, And the Ultimate Warrior and Gene Okerlund. Wow. Survivor Series in heaven confirmed. I um, he he's the inspiration for me wearing uh, a red pocket square to all major events in the last couple of years. I saw the road. What the hell am I doing? Why am I not wearing a red pocket square? It's so classy. Um, these, pr- these promos did sometimes leave something to be desired. I, I love listening to Hawk and Animal scream and Warrior moan and groan in the background as as he, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but he, um, this is when Warrior started to change his hair when he yep. when he started to really. This is when everybody it. thought he died and they replaced him. I never liked the 1990 Warrior outfit, paint, or hairdo. I thought it was kind of a lazy hair uh, paint job. You know, the, everyone knows the best warrior is when he uh, returned in the mid-90s and oh, yeah, mid to late 90s and, and, had, and, and then went to WCW and always had the spray paint denim jacket. That's the real warrior. Yeah. If that's not your warrior, then you don't know wrestling if that's not your that's warrior. It. Yeah, that's the warrior right there. Look at Kerry Von Erich. Well, I love him so much. He's a great guy. Such a fan. And does everybody know that I got the Texas Tornado shirt? And then the one I got is small and and a little bit tattered. And so I was like happy to have it, but like I could barely, Ted had it stretched for me and I could still barely fit it onto my repug frame. And, And then Ted was doing an interview with a guy, Fig Heel, I believe is his Instagram. He's a, he's a toy guy. And he tells, he tells Ted in the middle of an interview that I think is coming out next week, he tells him, yeah, I really only have a couple of shirts. And Ted's like, oh, what are they? And he goes, well, Texas Tornado. And he pulls out a mint XL. And he's, mm. like, I don't, he's like, I don't wear these. I just, I have them. And so Ted tells him my story. And Fig Heel was just willing to trade me straight up for mine. So I now have a mint XL that fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Fig Hill's a great guy. Let me make sure I'm getting his IG right, by the way. No, you're right. It, that's what it is, dude. It is. A hundred dude, I'm all over Fig Hill's Instagram. Are you kidding? He's the oh. god of collections. Yo, the that man. he just had that. This is a great event. I mean, think about this team. Look at this team. Look at these both of these teams. Uh, yeah. The teams of the Cinch confirmed. The teams of the Cinch. I know people hated Crush. I, I think they're absolutely crazy. Who wouldn't? I love Demolition. Who wouldn't want one more Demolition member? It's a great point. Yeah, no, that is insane. I, I liked Crush. I mean, this was the end of Demolition. Um, you know, the, it, <laughs> the it, beginning it, of the end. Demolition sure. is moments. But in my opinion, I will go out on a limb. I'm going to tell you right now. 
These are my two favorite tag teams of all time, Demolition and, um, and LOD. Ultimate Warrior, my favorite wrestler of all time. And Mr. Perfect was my first favorite wrestler when I was wow. growing up. So, and I love, I love Texas Tornado. So this is like maybe the highest level Survivor Series match that I could ever possibly imagine. It if can't get better than this. In it, that'd be even better. <laughs> um, all right, let me pull up the first email I'm going to read. Uh, let's see. Oh, dip. There's a perfect question to start off. All right, you ready? Midge. Joshua writes us. The majesty of the stat. Stat, statless wonder, Greg. Born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, I lived five houses down from the Barbarian. Oh, my. Oh, oh my. Been, been watching wrestling for 30 years and have always been biased towards him. So I, un- I wonder what your thoughts would be. Um, and what the, and the, the subject is a Barbarian Hall of Fame worthy. I know Dip loves him. So, Greg, how can you contort this take? P.S., when I got out of the Marines, I was a trainer at a local gym where Ric Flair worked out daily. Um, I got what he said. He held Rick's Rolex car keys and wallet while he worked out. <laughs> he sold more training packages for me than I can count. LOL. Take it easy, man. Josh Collins. Thanks, Josh. Barbarian. I don't know what's Barbarian's story beyond his run in WWE. Exactly. I mean, he would be like the lowest. Listen, there are people less mage than the Barbarian in the Hall of Fame. So if that's the bar, then you know he's in for sure. But I feel like they try to tap into some type of nostalgia or something. So he's probably not ever going to get that look. He should, but um, I don't think he will. Here's what I'll let me let me take this. I would say that if the sheep herders slash uh, slash um, uh, bushwhackers are in the Hall of Fame, then Warlord and Barbarian as a team absolutely deserve to that be is, in the Hall that of is Fame. A, that, that is, is an absurd take. It the is. Sheep, that's one of your worst takes. The sheep herders slash bushwhackers as heels were ridiculously over in the territories and all over they, the world oh yeah and then they come i don't care to new york and vince does the unthinkable turns them baby face i love without, the baby face. without ever winning the championship they become one of the most beloved baby face teams of of all time they, they 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 are they're also like sneaky crossover popular yeah that's they true. were on. They were on like Family Matters or something crazy like that. Like, come on. I, I don't yeah. know. Look, I, I look. Here's what I'll. Here's what I'll say. I always loved the Barbarians' movements in the ring. They were subtle, but you always felt like he was a very powerful guy. And I feel like people really liked him because always everyone always sold for the Barbarian, the Warlord, specifically the Barbarian. I always loved his like shaky kick when you know he would throw somebody into the ropes. Or he would bounce off the ropes and do that high kick and he would like shake and kick the person like with the boot, the big boot. Mm-hmm. I always loved that move. And I just felt like he, Warlord and Barbarian, whether they were in NWA or what, you know, mainly when they were Powers of Pain in, in WWF, they they felt like me to wrestlers. 
you know, excuse me, they felt like me. They felt like wrestlers to me. You know, the face paint, the the shoulder pad, like the the, the gimmicks that they used when they, you know, went to the ring. They just felt powerful. They didn't talk much. They used Fuji and, you know, and, um, you know, to to be their mouthpiece. They just, you know, they they were just an awesome looking duo. And I always felt like that era when they were in and they were, you know, for the titles, whether, you know, late 88, excuse me, I guess it's, yeah, late 88 to um, late 89 is such a beautiful peak, incredible time for me uh, in wrestling that like they sort of embody that time. As far see, as like, whenever I see them, I, I think, wow, this is like, this was the greatest roster ever. Yeah, with the Barbarian in particular, though, like, you keep bringing up Warlord and Barbarian. That's all well and good. But the case for him in the Hall of Fame really is made when you think about, like, you brought up the Sheep Herders, and we talked about what they did in the territories. The Barbarian in WCW with Haku, that was a mage team that I think was even more mage than the Powers of Pain. Well, once he sort of, um, once the Barbarian's uh, contract was sold um, to, I believe... The, uh, the the slick slick bought um the bar uh, slick bought warlord from um fuji the contract and barbarian the contract for the barbarian was purchased by bobby heenan mm-hmm. and then once which by the way if you go back um you know and, and watch some of the prime times around that time they show you the the purchase uh, of the contracts and let me tell you it is, they are fantastic segments but um they bring you back they make they they give you all the feels, but uh, when Bar- you know Barbarian then had that quick singles run where he you know he faced Tito at Mania Six, and then once he took the paint off and once he did the antler gimmick and and that I, I it, you know you lost me there the the Barbarian became <laughs> a different thing and then when Warlord did the the metal gimmick with Slick I liked him more than the Barbarian but it just sort of it sort of faded for me but uh, as powers of pain I, I just they the whole the whole thing just worked. Do you know what I think about when I see uh Carrie Von Eric near Ultimate Warrior? I what? think I think, hey, it's Ultimate Warrior, except talented. Basically. Yeah. They look the exact same physically. Weren't they friends too? Well, I I, I imagine we're friends. I imagine that they were they knew each other in Texas. Yeah, apparently they were friends. That was that's a, that's like a thing. I, I think they they but they physically. It's funny that like Warrior's body type, because of what his gimmick was, could do anything. And Kerry Von Erich, exact same body type, but you know was popular somewhere else first. And by the time he got there, was physically beat up, and his gimmick was just kind of like lovable babyface, and he was just like a perpetual. I see title picture guy. Yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, I don't know. I, I, I thought he was a great I see title guy. You know, I don't know. He probably I, could have been more if he, you know, circumstances didn't take him away from the ring. Maybe, maybe. I'm not 100% sure I see Texas Tornado winning the title. I just, I don't know if I see it. Well, I think his- I kind of do because like he's so muscular and like, like Rosenberg said, he reminds you of Warrior, but he is talented. So, like, even with him being so muscular, it doesn't come off as like roided up compared to some of the other people in that era. No. So, if he's if he's around in an era where they want to move away from 
you know, those big muscly guys and they want to throw it to somebody, he probably is in line in front of Brett. Well, and also I wonder, you know, Kerry Von Erich was a good looking guy. I wonder if in some ways it, it almost worked against him in New York. Like that he, he was, was like, so pretty. <laughs> yeah. He was like a pretty boy, like who the girls love and who everyone's like, Oh, he seems nice. But like, that's it. And that role, that, that role made you sort of a middling baby face. But he's mage. Yeah. And he's working here with missing one foot. Yeah, which is crazy, too. Look at perfect fighting with Bobby, uh, you know, about, about how this match is going. You don't see this anymore. This is not something you see. What a beautiful That's, garment uh, the Heenan, the Heenan uh, or the brain is wearing. It just says brain on the back. Wow. wow Do you wow, feel wow. like right after this, um, Smash, like almost immediately right after this, you know, four or five months later, Smash becomes the Repo Man. Um, and it seemed like he <laughs> lost some weight uh, becoming the Repo Man. He really looks at, at peak fatness here, Smash. He looks repug. Bobby's pants are sort of a pug. Listen, they, it was a different time. The Lululemon of their day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me look at the mailbag again. Let's see. I, I always don't know, but um, oh, um, Warrior always cursed a lot in the ring. I always noticed that he always would curse at the opponent. Anyway. Oh, here we go. This is in the middle of a, and again, this is why Survivor Series match is great because there's a story between Kerry Von Erich. Look at those punches, how good they look. Beautiful punch, beautiful punch. A great working punch. There's, there's a, oh, that's the punch. Boom. <laughs> when, when he spins, watch out. But Kerry Von Erich and Perfect were working, so they have their moment here in this match to further their story. And Kerry Von Erich is tossing Perfect all over the place. This is what Survivor Series is all about. Yo, and nobody sold for moves like Mr. Perfect. Like those bumps no. that he was taking, like he's one of the greatest ever. There's no questions asked. He is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. No doubt about it. Maynard he writes us. He um, called astray. He said, Hey Peter and Greg, I still can't believe that Dip said that Roman Reigns has no charisma. This is just ridiculous. Mm. Pete, if you're the ringmaster of cheap of the cheap heat circus and the stat is the contortionist, then Dip is just the clown. <laughs> by, by the way, you can't, be, you can't be kayfabe only and say that Reigns has no charisma. By the way, Trump said that Dip won that argument by a lot. Hey, <laughs> hey Dip, stop yourself. Sincerely, Maynard. Great email. Here's the thing. I will stand by that. The whole reason why he's there's people have a problem with him is because he has no charisma. Dude. That is not oh, true. I, I, I can't have this whole fight again, although I'd love to. I'm happy to. But if he were great on the mic, people wouldn't have rejected him. That is not true. It That's is not true. true. It's no, not true. It's true for me. It's true in my mind. It's how I, I feel emotionally. I think, I think the truth is between you guys because um, Perfect Plex takes out Texas Tornado because I don't think SGG is right about why he thinks Roman didn't work. And I don't think he, Dip is he right. He worked, though. He worked. That's the whole thing. He did work. It's not that he SGG didn't work. It's that he didn't was rejected. Work. 
It's that he was rejected by a segment of the fan base a for segment? reasons that were beyond his control. Oh my god! It's true. A segment. It was a, a segment large, of the fan base. A gigantic like, segment. Do you segment mean like the, plus? Do you mean like? Do you mean like vocal minority? The do you mean? Do you minority. mean? Do you mean like the same small segment that just elected Joe Biden president of the United States? Yeah. <laughs> like, like 60%. Um, uh, here's, here's, a, here's an email about AEW from this week. Jose writes us, we get it. Hey, mage ones. While I agree with everything you guys said about AEW segment with Rhodes and Cargill, it's just weird that all you guys wasted your time on uh, while ignoring what AEW does well. So we skip past Full Gear and a very good dynamite and discuss the one bad segment. Full Gear was mage. The buildup was predictable and pretty safe, but they set up the pay-per-view and delivered on every match. The tag title match was amazing. Darby versus Cody was good, but it told a great story throughout. Omega versus Page was a perfect opening match. Eddie Kingston always delivers, although I wish he would have won. Um, dynamite piggybacked on that with a good show, too. Lucha Bros match was really good, and Pack versus Kingston was interesting. The opening match with Cage and Seidel was great. And the ending was was well done. Um, Omega delivered a good promo too. The least you guys can do is talk about the good. By the way, didn't I talk about? I, uh, can I take this? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, real quick, we mentioned Omega being good briefly, and we completely put over the MJF segment. We did, Com- and we- and you stated that you didn't see Full Gear, so you didn't want to talk too much about it. But what did I say about Full Gear? That the matches that I saw. I enjoyed. We talked about the Eddie Kingston uh, Moxley match and how well I thought they did. And also, and, and also, the reality is of that match of that pay per view. Number one, the build was bad and made you not made me not that committed to watching it. And then also, there was a lot of going on on Saturday, so it yeah. just was. That's what the week was. Uh, but he also goes on to say, um, "I do agree with the Brandy segment, though." And what brings me to side with you guys on one point. What continues to be bad on AEW is Brandy. Since the beginning of AEW, she has been all over the place with her character and seems like they only give her any time because of who she is. She doesn't know what she wants, what her character to be, and it's almost as if no one will tell her the truth. If you just remove her from TV, the product is immediately better. Just trying to point out that it's weird. You only point out the bad while even admitting you didn't watch the pay-per-view. Hope that mouse doesn't come back. Peter, stay mage. A.W. Mark, a.k.a. AJ. Totally a fair email for someone who's an admitted A.W. Mark. I get it. I'm, I, I hear you. Um, but, we, but, but listen, by the way, I generally, let's just be real. For a guy who works proudly for WWE, uh, I put over A.W. a lot. There are mm-hmm. other people, there are other friends of mine who I love, who do podcasts, who work for WWE, who will not mention AEW, okay? I put them over on this podcast, but and l- I cringed very hard this week. It, it like, it, 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 it was one of those moments that I dropped my jaw at. So I can't help it. I don't mean to be trolly. I don't mean to be a, a, a prisoner of the moment, but as a radio host, one of the things I've learned for better, for worse is the thing that makes everyone talk is what you talk about. And that segment for better or for worse was the Brandy Rhodes, Jade Cargill moment. Yeah, as simple as that. I was just going to say that, you know, for somebody who was so mad at us for blowing past the good that AEW did in his eyes, he blew, sure blew past us talking about what we liked now. But it, it goes back to what you said. We probably spent uh, 
moments talking about what we like from AEW and then so much time on Brandy because it was that bad that it, it, it dominated the discourse. And yes, it did overshadow everything they did on Wednesday. Let's talk about the how miserable Greg Valentine is right here having to wear this Fakakta outfit uh, oh, with, uh, with Honky Tonk, who, by the way, is, is deteriorating physically as well at this point. Wait, well, he's supposed to be the he put the blues in rhythm and blues. So, I mean, you would look like that, too. If the... I would look yeah. like <laughs> well, I would look like Valentine. Yeah, we would. Add, we would all look like Valentine if we had to put the blues in uh, rhythm and blues. Who is a, a, a dip? Who is or actually SGG? You might know better. Who is the sort of like middle of the road 80s actor bad guy who's pretty famous who Greg Valentine looks like with the dark hair? I, I he's like a he's like a nemesis from Michael Madsen. Yes. yes, yes. Hey, <laughs> he does look like Michael Madsen. Confirmed. Oh, I that <laughs> <laughs> it's nineties, really, and eighties. Yeah, yeah, wow. early nineties. Great poll, great poll. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, it's so crazy. There was only three people in that promo. I wonder who the fourth person in that. Yeah, I don't know. Was. I don't know. This was 30 years ago, though, so it could be anybody. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, have to wait and find out. Is that match upcoming? It is now. Yeah. Um, uh, look, look at and Dusty. there is the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Wait, by the way, uh, is this this is Dusty out of polka dots? Yeah, this yeah. is post polka dot Dusty. How long was post polka dot Dusty? Probably about 60 seconds. because I don't even remember it. Me neither. No. Um, it was it was a, it was uh, a few months because in ninety one he goes back to um, ninety one he goes back to no he is actually in the Royal Rumble in ninety one. Right, real I quick, believe. real quick aside, dip one of the best things. Here you go. We are giving Bear peanut butter. Oh, it I is know. time. I enjoy this. <laughs> this is a great gimmick, the peanut butter gimmick. Oh, the dog loves. By the way, anyone out there who has a dog that for some reason you haven't treated to peanut butter, it is a life-changing thing for a pooch. Um, yeah, Coco, Coco uh, is on his sort of last legs here also. I think he leaves uh, WWF almost right after this. Um, and then comes back as high, comes back with high energy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He completes the set, right? Cause he's he, he, or he with- changes gimmicks. He not, not goes away. He changes gimmicks. He becomes high energy. Coco Valentine goes back to being regular Valentine and uh, honky leaves. This is pre Garvin Valentine. Oh yeah. No, this is yeah. post. No Garvin. Garvin Valentine is, is early 90. Okay. There you go. Because Garvin and Valentine wrestle at at um, at Royal Rumble 1990. So that's January 1990. This is November 1990. Um, so Garvin is long gone. You know, Garvin's not around at this point. Garvin leaves mid 1990, and uh, a lot of stuff changes, man. 1991 is, is a time of change. 89, right. 90 sort of look very similar. 
um, in presentation. And then, you know, 91, I think, in my opinion, looks singular. Uh, I think I would say 91 and 92 look similar. And then once you get to new generation, 93, 94, it, it starts to really change. Um, I would argue that 89, 90, and 91 have a similar look. Maybe I would include part of 88. Um, but that's, you know, that, that's a similar presentation. There's a guy coming out right here uh, with Brother Love. Um, who, uh, I think this is the first time they ever showed this guy. Mm -hmm. um, he looks dead. I got to be honest. <laughs> he looks deceased to me. Darius, what a what a strange tie situation. Yeah, did so anybody have, did he ever talk about the the western part of this gimmick? Like why that was? He thing? was he was he was dead and and from a western. I got to tell you, he does not seem like a great guy. <laughs> he seems like a terrible guy. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, that's the same way my eyes look right now after uh, not having slept all week from working so hard. You're going and going. I am going and going. Confirmed. They still managed to get that full redheaded mullet in there. Oh, yeah. By the way, like his face doesn't look that much younger there. Peter, no. that that face that Undertaker just gave to the opposing team is the same face that you gave me when I said it looks like Donald Trump's going to win the election. <laughs> that is that is fair. When Dip predicted the, when Dip Dipstradamus Dipstradamus struck. But God, Dick, Dipster Domus, we should have picking things wrong all the time. Dipster Domus, tell us, tell us that Survivor Series is going to be terrible, and it's going to end with the Undertaker just having a simple retirement ceremony, and that's that. I mean, I hope that that I'm my Dipster Domus crystal ball predicts a. I mean, I'm predicting nothing, but I am I am really truly hoping and begging for a wonderful. Um, macabre finish to Survivor Series 2020. Well, we the, the conversation we had the other, uh, I guess it was yesterday, was is Survivor Series going to be uh, the actual end of The Undertaker or the beginning of the end of The Undertaker? I hope and believe that it is the, this is all a work and that he will be confronted by the fiend at Survivor Series. Oh yes, this is the the dreaded uh, tombstone that uh, the legs are not uh, his yeah, head. Yeah, that looked legs. That was the first tombstone we ever saw. And he did that for a while, for the first year or so. He did the tombstone with the legs to the side of the head, and not the legs in. Well, did you, you know, see how he had Coco too? He had one arm dangerous. like down, yeah. way low. Yeah, he manhandled Coco. <laughs> this is this is upsetting now. They Come all, on, Brett. They all really uh, sold for him in this match. They did a great job putting him over in this match. Yeah, it it, it led to him having a thirty year career confirmed. Oh, you're absolutely right. Only only for it to be ended by the fiend. 
By the way, I got to tell you. Um, Greg the Hammer Valentine does a great job making a, a fat guy look muscular. Oh, yeah. He's one of the greatest skinny fat guys in the biz today. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, Michael Madsen versus the splotch. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I think Greg is, I think, the, I think the hammer is working with a nice solid roid cycle right here. He has to be. I think he's, he pretty, he's pretty, he's actually pretty tight here. You think that's all his hair? Yeah. I yeah. I yeah, think so. How offended would you be if you had a sister or even or a wife and you find found out that behind your back your friend said, I gotta tell you, dips dips a uh, new girlfriend. She she looks like a female Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> would it could could you recover from that? The only person who could recover from that would be Ted Cruz, who would have no issue. Yeah, what? He'll come work for you after that. Yeah, things are a great guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Honky is really not looking great here. Yeah, Honky, Honky has. Yeah, he's not looking good. Honky deserves a lot of a lot more credit than he gets for how over he got his stupid gimmick. Oh, yeah, he's the man. He's the man. I'm a big like, honky. It like was that, the big, it was the biggest thing going back then. I loved honky. Saying, and what a, and, and honky. what a what a dumb gimmick, and he made it awesome. Yeah, Yo, man. he had he had so, that cool, cocky, and bad. Still a classic. He's got classics for days. But he's better than Elvis to me. I don't, really, I don't, you you, pre- you prefer honky? Prefer honky to Elvis? Wow. Easily. I don't know. You should, you should listen. There's some good Elvis uh, Christmas records. Although I don't know, maybe Honky has. Something. Maybe yeah. I don't. I don't think Elvis has anything for cool, cocky, and bad. <laughs> if, they, if they did a versus, by the way, Honky you, you realize man? you realize you realize there is a kid out there. A moment happened in the world at least once, where a kid watched wrestling, and then later saw Elvis Presley and said to his parents. This guy looks just like the honky, honky talk man. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that that um, you know in the action figures that they make, they include the splotch uh, for Dusty Rhodes. That is that the, is that true? Yes. 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 The splotch is included in the action figures. Is that offensive? Do you think to the Rhodes family? No, it's there. It's a bookmark. If you ever interview Cody again, Peter, ask him how he feels about. WWE, including the splotch in his father's legacy. I'll tell you what, okay, after, this week's, after this week's podcast, I don't think that interview will be soon, but <laughs> you mean, you think you don't think he's never, ever going to have an interview? Uh, I don't he, know. I mean, I would think he le- would see Peter as a heifer. Don't you think? I mean, in, in, he probably doesn't want to see me unless he calls for me. Unless heifer, he's heifer adjacent, Peter. I would say. Dip, uh, uh, SGG, uh, Dip asked us af- off the air, how, how would you define heifer? What is a heifer? Uh, I don't even know. You don't know? Yeah, it's, heifer, it's not a term of endearment. Yeah, it's hard to define heifer. 
Like, is it a boisterous person? No. Like an obnoxious person? No. Let's see no. the definition. Heifer. Here we go. Ah. It says a fat woman who is annoying. I mean, that no, wasn't going to be my guess. <laughs> that An obese person. A large woman. Which is pretty funny because that is not yeah, what Jane Cahill is. Not at all. And I was going to say, I feel like if that is the <laughs> original definition from the 70s or wherever it comes from, that uh, it has evolved to just include anybody that you just want to disrespect. Yeah, I think that's probably it's updated to just it is a term for women. Mm-hmm. It's not nice. It's not nice. No, it's confirmed not nice. Definitely not a compliment. Uh, I guess I should read another uh, email here. As Bret Hart is in the ring working over Teddy Biasi. Let's see. There, there are three messages about video games. Thanks a lot, SGG. Um, I can talk about that. That's what I do. SM Norris says, I'm not going to crap on the promo video for the AEW game. No. The Smack- I am. The SmackDown vs. Raw 07 trailer Greg referenced looked nothing like the finished actual game. Exactly. However, however, the AEW game logo shirt was an example of them trying to steal money with the most basic design. I don't know what that means. <laughs> because it is, it's just a simple shirt with a logo that they're selling. And I said this to somebody too, that like the whole point of that was to make them sell shirts, which they're probably going to use the funding for to make their games. And um, to his point about the SmackDown versus Raw trailer, not looking anything like the game, he's right. And the problem is because like the industry standard in video games is to use the full power of the system to make these two to three minute clips for these trailers. So generally the games end up looking nothing like that. Now, why I referenced the old SmackDown versus Raw one is because I'm saying that if WWE could do that for a trailer for a game that's, what, 13 years old at this point, and AEW used the full power of systems today to give us what they gave us, it's not looking good. Undertaker really doing work on Dusty Rhodes outside the ring here. Um, SM Norris writes us, Hey, PNG, here are the first annual elites. The Stephanie McMahon nepotism award goes to Brandy Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. This was finally the week when I've had enough of her from the nightmare sister. Remember them mm-hmm. to her frenemies situation with Allie to her jive talking promo on dynamite. Her 15 minutes are up. This is W the This is WCW ninety seven award goes to Cody for feuding with Shaq. <laughs> that may be Why? where we're going. Why we still don't know. Uh, Adam writes us and says it's far too early to knock the AEW game. 
they went out of their way to acknowledge that the video was very preliminary. And he goes on to say some other stuff. Here's my here, here's my take on that. It's too early for them to have a game. Give me a couple years worth of content before I like you know can get into a game with the characters. You know, well, that's the thing too. They they've only developed like six characters. So to your point, they definitely need more time to get you to care about a, a sunny kiss or a brandy or some of these people that are definitely going to be in the game, but nobody yeah. nobody cares about. It's not great timing to like show i don't know i didn't i didn't love it either personally the promo although they did uh draw chris jericho to scale they did (laughs) that was that was the perfect jericho (laughs) Um, very well done benjamin writes and says uh biden's dog is mage Pete, just to show how repug Trump is, Biden is moving in with a dog literally named Major. Thank God. <laughs> His dog is named Major. That's awesome. Oh, that's so ma- I know. By the way, that's Mage. I didn't even think about that. Um, let's see. Two of the greats going at it in the ring right now. Yeah, two of the all-time. So funny. Um, DiBiase looked completely different when he was tired and sweaty than when he does when he first gets into the ring. His hair... You know, and this this goes for any like, you know, long match he had. He always he's always great to the bitter mm-hmm. end of the match, but he always like he's great at looking winded and exhausted and sweaty, you know? Yeah. And, always and, noticed that about him. and for somebody who had like a dad bod the whole time, he really did look like a million bucks when he when the match first starts. He did. And then he like quickly deteriorates, but it's yeah. appropriate. I always, <laughs> nope. I always notice that about DiBiase. The worst DiBiase look, I mean, the worst looking DiBiase ever is at Royal Rumble 90 because he's in there. Oh, no, is it, is it 91? That he's, he's, I know he's number one at 1990, but um, which one does he last forever in? Uh, I think it is 90. No, it's both, I think. He's in, you know. I think, frankly, um, but yeah, he lasts forever in 90 and just looks terrible by the end, like a sopping wet mess. It's almost insane, too, that DiBiase, that just goes to show you like how over he was and how much he had everything else just so in check that he was the foil for Hulk Hogan when he's like, he's not a giant. He's not muscular. He doesn't have huge biceps. He was just undeniable still. What about if you ever really want to be upset, watch how mage Bret Hart is when he takes the chest first turnbuckle bump, mm-hmm. and oh, then watch, God, and yeah. then wa- and then watch when John Cena does it. <laughs> really? Oh my! I've never noticed that. I sent it to the group chat a while ago. I never in the, in the in the Punk match at Money in the Bank 2011. Oh my God! Is it a repug? The lowest level. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, but when Brett takes it, it's incredible. It always looks like he's How like, he like they it? killed him. I don't know. He always goes like full blast into the corner. I mean, the, the one he just took, he, he bounced ended up off. in the middle of the ring. He ended up in the middle of the ring. Legit. A big F bomb by Brett. Big F bomb after taking that taking that L. Oh wow! Look at someone wearing. Someone was just wearing the Survivor Series long sleeve crew neck sweatshirt. 
Mm. Wow. You mean the one I just bought from Ted? No, 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 no. A better one. Sorry. Uh, it was the one. It might have been from this year. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot of red hats out there in the crowd, too. What is that? What is that? Does anybody know? I, I think that's a Survivor Series hat. Just like the red. I think it's. I think it said, make Survivor Series great again. <laughs> it might have. <laughs> I need to bring those back for this year. What a great crossbody. Gorgeous crossbody. And what, a, okay. what an awesome. And I hate to say it. Beautiful roll through. Beautiful roll through. And beautiful elimination. Oh, that was the end. Oh, wow. Hold on. Whoa. They This year, they had Survivor Series on a Friday, on, on Thursday, and then a main event on Friday. Wow. That's highest loves. That is. I mean, if. Look at this promo. In the shower. Pause. Oh, God. Um, uh, the the throwed out. And facial-haired Snooker is the most repug Snooker. Yeah, he 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 doesn't even like. He, he better even be look- stressed. He but there needs to be a reason for that. He doesn't look like the same person. This is when I really didn't like the Rockers either. When they got rid of the old like gear and they put on this like mo- more modern gear. I did an interview recently for uh, a Shawn Michaels doc. And they were asking me about like the rockers and how iconic they were. And it was very funny because I'm doing a documentary about Shawn Michaels. So I understand what they're looking for and what they're not going to use. And I basically was like, I mean, the rockers weren't that iconic. (laughs) (laughs) It's true though. I was like, they're a really great tag team, but like no one, no one thought we're looking at the next thing. That, Especially because they were like the third in line for that gimmick. They weren't the Rock and Roll Express. I, I, said, I said at the time, to me, they were Can-Am Connection to Jace when they showed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just wa- I just recently watched their debut um, on the network, or like some one of their first matches, and they were talking about them like as, the, as if they were children. Look at these young kids. Speaking of the Can-Am Connection. Exactly. Speaking of Can-Am Connection, there's Rick Martel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're all wearing red Survivor Series hats. That's fire. Power and glory. This is the true beginning of the end physically for Herc. Pa- I mean, power, you know. power and glory, a.k.a. steroids and more steroids. <laughs> yeah. Slick looking like a million bucks. That's what Jesse Ventura would say if he was there. Uh-oh. Oh, there he is. Dip's pants are coming off. <laughs> No, I'm telling you, I, I this is not easy dip to without the paint. But he is garganch. I mean, truly a garganch individual. Yeah, don't go dip tubing on this zoom right now. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. <laughs> oh, these are the same uh, tights that Jake wore at uh, WrestleMania six. Wow. How about that? How about that's that great, knowledge? What a great call from you. Wait, if wait, is it Mania 6? Oh. I think it is. Where he wears the green tights? You're the only no, psychopath. Is seven? No. Seven. With the blindfold match? 
No, he's not. I think he's wearing what color tights is he wearing at seven? Snooker looking not, like he, he just Snooker looking like he just escaped from an insane asylum. <laughs> because he probably did. Oh, this is there. a hug, Snooker. Can I tell you the truth? Every Snooker that wrestled by the time we were into wrestling was kind of a pug. How about mm-hmm. that? Oh, yeah. we. Were, I mean, yeah. the, the Mage Snooker era was before my time, really. My, you know. Yeah, I he, just missed it. We, we missed it. You know, listen, Mick Foley grew up on Snooker, Snooker not us. Right. And yeah. by the and he and he still kept working, but and then like the the Andre outfit with the one strap, but it was still leopard or tiger. Oh, or whatever. The, the tiger, the <laughs> tiger singlet where he, <laughs> that he was still wearing in like oh nine. Oh my! And God. then he added pants to it. It's it's not what you want. The music was always mage, though. I'm not gonna lie. The music was music was, was always mage. the theme. <laughs> the theme song was always mage, but. I also have to tell you, I've never reported this, but I'm saying it right now. I do not know her well. And that's why I can say this with even more certainty. Tamina Snuka is one of the nicest people in the world. She is so friendly. She is like as friendly a face as you can see backstage. She's a great guy. Yeah, I'm a big fan. She's a a great guy. Oh, uh, look at Warlord showing his power. He he really is a gargantuan up. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Who's on more steroids right now, Power and Glory or Warlord? Warlord. Yeah, he look at his shoulders. He's huge. Yeah. He can't even move his arms. Uh, he is. He's gigantic. The biggest he's ever was. Here. Yeah, it looks like a video game. <laughs> You know those video. You know the video games where they make the people like I see commercials for them, and the characters all look like ridiculous and gigantic intentionally. Yeah. He looks like a mobile game version of Steve Austin. <laughs> he does. I was just thinking that. <laughs> he, uh, he he was really soft spoken when I met him at WrestleCon, though. He was like the battlegrounds game. version of Steve Austin. Ba- he's battlegrounds Austin. Oh, and he botched that toss of uh, Shawn Michaels. He botched the Jays. And and by the way. Hercules showing off his ass like he's an Instagram model. <laughs> he was very. And I gotta tell you, and I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, it's not a bad tush. So Hercules Hernandez. I know that tush anywhere. <laughs> Who said that? That would be Wanda Sykes, and and I did that. <laughs> Hercules Hernandez. Wow, I'll tell you what though, you know when you watch back now, you sure can tell that HBK was pretty special. Yeah, that was that was he, crisp. That was he smooth. looks amazing. He looks amazing. Yeah. He is very crisp here. And now in the ring is a guy who, if I wanted to get into like a very smarky, snarky argument, I could argue is like the purest best there is. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Oh, Jake, Jake is so damn good. Oh, I don't think Paul Roma. No. No, I mean, <laughs> Paul Roma apparently thought he was the best. That's, that's in many shooters. But I mean, Jake is so damn good, dude. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's the highest. He he's not the most athletic. His body's terrible. Everything you could have working against him, he did. Let me put it this way: 
No one did more with what they had than Jake Roberts ever. That history. is fair. Agreed. Is fair. Agreed. I'm a I'm a huge fan. He was a great guy. Like that is accurate. He, Jake Jake looks like your friend's dad when you were a kid who had like a decent body for a grown up. That's it. No, he looks like a frail grandmother. <laughs> but he could go though. By the way, Snooka talking about roid cycles. Look at Snooka. He is on roids galore here. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. god, man. This was the yeah. I mean, oh my lord. He looks like a, a, a battleground video game also. He's huge. <laughs> his arms. Oh are my, huge. he's guard. Look at his arms. Yo, dude, he is legitimately Hogan big right here. Yeah, he's enormous. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're both big. Uh, he's he's running like he's running like Hogan right now, too. I got to tell you guys, the other day I saw an item that uh, it was the first Hogan item I've seen in the no Hogan era that I had to resist bidding on. <laughs> I really, it? I really wanted to. SGG, if, 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 if history was different, it would have been an item I would have told you to bid on because of the size. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about the no Hogan era, right? Hogan doesn't get a dime from the resale. That stuff is already out there. He's been paid for it. It's a great point. And, and so and it's, it's like, all, and it's also celebrating a time in which he was a character in a totally different world. I really, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have felt bad about it. It just, it was, it was it kind of expensive and big. Do you know the shirt? Do you know the shirt? That's like the little cartoon of him. It's a little cartoon of him in the middle and says 24 inch pythons. Yeah. Nah. I do. He's got, he's making, it's a cartoon of him holding his by, you know, making his bicep muscles. And it says 24 inch pythons. It was normally that shirt is red. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Instead of red, it's like, it's like gym sweatshirt gray. And it was a double XL. Like it was, so rare to see something of that size from that time. And I've never seen the gray one. It looked awesome. Yeah, I'm not awesome. seeing the gray one now. I'm seeing the red one. Let me see if I can still find it. It's amazing how well Jake could work with Warlord. You know, he every I mean he he had the greatest working punch of all time. Oh, I, I, by the way, I think Brett did too. But Jake may have had one of the greatest working punches of all time. That like slap the chest slap and the punch. Oh my god, it was gorge. SGG, I found it. You want to see it? Yeah, it's still available. Oh, what an! I'm still tempted. Listen, man, it's a pandemic. This if WWE was selling it, I would say don't do it. But this guy, this guy must be going through something, or 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 lady must be going through something. Uh, where they need a couple coins if they're gonna put something that rare on the market. I just sent it to you both. Also, I just love a gray t-shirt. It's I like I'm a fan. Yo, it does look so much better on the gray than it does on the on the red. And look at that width. It's it's 20. It's nearly 24 inches across. Which it's is very nice. A very a beautiful garment. 
24 inch python oh I'm, I'm still i might make an offer you can't wear this no no one i don't think anyone sees that shirt and goes oh really you're su- you're supporting hulk hogan no one. <laughs> even sgg the the snowflake of the cinch i think would not he might make fun of it but you're not actually offended by that are you SGG? no and like no i said the wwe is not getting anything from it so might as well I'm going to see if ask Ted if he saw this. You know, it is exactly 24 inches across. I'm, I'm about a 21 and a half to 22 across. So this would be a nice fitting. It's a borderline bedtime shirt. But man fire i one of my great regrets was that a few years ago i got alexa the best hulk hogan sweatshirt at mania and after everything went down she was like i'm getting rid of this and i was like no keep rid of that hogan sweatshirt yeah she got rid of it i would have taken that sweatshirt (laughs) it was so many you remember it i picked it out i think it was it was like it was I, what what items were those? They like sold these like higher end. It was like nice. It was like it was like a nice looking sweatshirt. It was very nice. They should it should be at sex. <laughs> oh, Ted says it's not legit. Damn. Wow. How could that be? Well, the tag on it is the tag is what concerned me. It's one of those. It's one of those tags that's a recent. I thought it was a recent tag, but it looks so legit to me. Damn! Too bad. Damn! Damn! damn. Oh, that was a ter- Oh, that looked terrible. Oh, and the rollover by uh, Snooker had to go. Yeah, Martell was a beautiful in-ring technician when it comes to reversals. I, I, he was a beautiful technician in general. I thought he was going to be bigger than he ended up being. By the way, no one had a more repug physical transformation, man. I mean, he's up there as far as at the end, he looked a repug. Then who? Rick Martell. W, like mid-90s WCW or late 90s WCW Rick Martell. Oh, my God. Bro. I Back. don't think it was that bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. There's a giant like chest thing it's it's really bizarre apparently he is has i read something recently about martel i don't know where, where i read it or what it was but he has nothing to do with the business and has purposely left it and never wants to return or anything he has he he'll never do anything about with the business again no signings no appearances no nothing he's just moved on with his life he made his money you know what i'm saying moved on how much money could martel have made yeah he didn't make that much money he's he made it he made his money in in the perfume business that's true. Yeah, no, I heard arrogance did very really. It was good. flying off the shelves. Exactly. At that time. Well, and then it was recalled. It was recalled because it bl- it ended up blinding people. <laughs> well, someone sent us a Roman drop from tonight. What did Roman say? He probably went, You're you're my boy. Yeah, you're my cousin. You should be no. uh, I'm the chief. 
Yo, apparently Roman said during his promo when talking trash to Drew McIntyre, and he someone sent me the drop. He went, I don't watch Raw. He because, did say that. Because nobody does. <laughs> he did he did say that. That was a great promo, too, by the way. What did where did it end up going for the night with the uh, Roman story? So Dip cover is this a spoiler? Spoilers galore, but uh, it's all right. You know, I'd, I'd rather not know the end of this match than know the end of <laughs> Romans. Romans in the ring, um, and then he's confronted by Drew, who basically lets him know that like you're not going to be facing Randy Orton at Survivor Series. It's going to be me. I'm going to win the WWE Championship on Monday, and um, they go back and forth. And in the back and forth, Roman does say that he's like, you know, I don't watch Raw. Nobody does. Ever since I come back. I've been the hottest thing in wrestling. Uh, if you don't believe me, look at what my cousin's doing right now. He was the twin that nobody could tell from the other one. And now he's main event Jay Uso. But um, while Drew is in Roman's face, then Jay comes in to defend Roman and is just like, I'm going to face you tonight. You're like, you don't get to step to the chief. If you want to do that, you got to go through me. And uh, the match was made for Drew and Jay later on. Tonight, but you didn't well, see I that guess match. It's done now. No, I didn't no. see it. And and this is surprising, but the with his full accent at the end of his promo, Drew McIntyre actually said, "Do you understand me, Heffa?" Which I thought was <laughs> surprising. Yeah, it was. It was strange. Not what you'd expect. Code switching. Big code switch there from Drew McIntyre. I wonder if you were to talk to Vince McMahon and ask him questions about these early events, how much he remembers. Plenty. I think it might be the other way around. I think it'd be like so much that he doesn't. Really yeah, I, I, I think it kind of a lot must blend together. Herc had a great punch, too. You seeing that punch from Herc? Oh, Come yeah. I re- yeah. I remember That's punch, a great yeah. punch, Herc's punch. All of the punches that Herc threw. Look at those lefts. Look at that right. Oh. Beautiful working punch. Those were Corey Graves-esque working punches. Wow. And you know how I feel about those. That's high praise for Hercules. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that tush on Herc. <laughs> I got to tell you, HBK, HBK would really, he was Mr. Perfect-like with how he'd uh, bump for people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was great back then, too, man. But look what Herc is doing to him. Look how pathetic he looks. He's happy to tag in the model to finish the job. I got to tell you, Shawn Michaels, that Shawn Michaels, he's a joke. Him and his friend Marty Jannetty. And why are their clothes ripped up like that? Yeah, they that's ridiculous. Afford, they can't afford real, they can't afford whole complete clothes where they shop at a, at a Goodwill. <laughs> Herc is a real man. It looked like Hercules just did like a brother Devon testify. Yeah, he did. I saw, I saw that I saw testify. It. He did a testify. I saw the testify. You saw that? Yeah. And we're about to get a. What are we about to get here? This is the finisher, right? Superplex. Oh, yeah. The finisher. I love this finisher. This finisher is mage. It is. I got to tell you, it would work. It Look would work that. right now. Good night. Mm-hmm. See you, Sean. In the words of Gorilla Monsoon, good night, Irene. 
Wow, look at that. Imagine, post-2000, you would have to do that eight times for Sean to lose. Huh. Like, it's weird seeing Sean get pinned from a simple... These days, you need five finishes before anyone can lose, so... I can't Look at believe all. he never fixed his tush this whole match. Hurt. No, he's got he's got a wedgie galore. <laughs> <laughs> do you think do you think people would what do you think would happen if I went on Twitter and 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 with with no sarcasm or irony in the tweet just posted a picture of warlord and did a whole post about my appreciation for Steve Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I Uh, think you might get rid of the pot. I think I may have to go eat. I think even Stone Cold has something to say about that. All right, this has been fun. Before before you go, let's get into the mailbag with one more. Oh, you got it? Go ahead. No, no, you... You want me? Okay. I I I don't have it up. I'm just saying. All right. All right, uh, Tyson writes us, the stat and Pete 500. I don't know what that's happening, Pete. S&P. S&P 500. <laughs> Never too early to talk mania. Roman is too hot right now for a half-assed threat. I think we can assume he still has the belt at mania. So who's the best challenger? Obviously, The Rock would be the greatest, but who knows how likely that is. The only person from Raw that makes much sense would be Randy Orton, and that seems unlikely, which leaves the SmackDown roster. There's always a story with Seth, but I don't see him switching to a credible babyface in time. So we are left with Big E, Daniel Bryan, and Kevin Owens. All of them have storylines that could easily work, but it would take some serious buildup for any to be seen as legitimate contenders to win the title. I actually think it's more likely Roman beats those three in a four-way what in four-way rumble match? I don't know what that means. So the last best option I see is Brock Lesnar. I know Brock Roman, been there, done that, but the Heyman story makes it work. Paul kind of likes working for Roman now, but after a couple of months, the Usos pass him on the org chart, and he ends up being the one getting coffee. Lesnar saves him, but then takes beatings from the tribal peeps for a month or two. Maybe I'm forgetting, but I don't remember babyface Lesnar fighting against the dominant heel faction before. Is Lesnar the best non-rock option, or would you guys prefer someone a little more fresh? Stay mage, Kubi, in Denver. Hmm. I think it's a great question to pose, and um, I absolutely agree with him. I think Lesnar coming back is the only other option. You can't do, unless you do a three-way dance between Drew, um, Randy, and uh Roman, which, by the way, at that point would be so overdone. I would, I would kill myself. I would yeah. kill myself. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So really, you know, what is there? You know, there's the ideal scenario is Rock, Roman, the Usos mm-hmm. in a ladder match against each other, and Undertaker and Undertaker Fiend. If you had those three matches, it's the mania of the cinch. Yeah, but if you can't get Rock Roman, I, I think you're not going to get Rock Bro- Roman. If we, I, I, if, I really don't think so anymore. If we can't get Rock Roman, I think Daniel Bryan and Roman is 
is just as good. Because I mean, Roman and Brock, they they do have a been there, done that kind of oh kind of oh, feel to it. Me. Daniel Bryan is just as good as the Rock Roman. If you can't get Rock, no, Daniel Bryan is a good alternative. Oh boy, he is. I, I, I mean, Daniel, Bry- Daniel Bryan is still super popular. Um, it does feel more fresh than a Roman Brock match. Another I, Roman I think, Brock match. I think Daniel. I think Daniel Bryan Roman would feel kind of fresh. I think not as the main event. Now, that's Daniel Bryan. Anytime he goes into WrestleMania, we want him in the main event. Now, suddenly, it won't be the case when he has Roman at the peak of his powers, hottest he's ever been. That'll Listen, be the main event. I don't think Roman's in the main event if it's not The Rock. That's my prediction. Uh, I think Roman's in the main event no matter what. Yeah. Yep. There's, no, there's, nobody, there's nobody that can get a, a tenth as hot as he is right now. And there's, I don't see him losing this momentum. With all his charisma, there's no question that you're probably right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dip. Roman is the most mage thing going for sure. I know. And I'll tell you this, though. If they handle it the right way and Roman runs roughshod completely over SmackDown for months, any anyone they bring in, if it's, if it's Daniel Bryan, The Rock, um, Brock, as long as Roman Reigns has been dominant and a really good heel this whole time, I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what makes it right. Like that's what makes it him feeling like unstoppable and has the stranglehold on the belt. That is enough to sell, um, sell the match. And then who, who plays a better baby face, like a plucky underdog than Daniel Bryan. But that's Maybe why Sami Zayn, but if it's, if it's hacks on Jim Duggan, perhaps, with his stupid <laughs> face. If that's why, if it's Brock, it has to be that Roman and like his entire family. It, for Brock to be interesting as a baby face, you have to really stack the deck against him. Mm-hmm. He's just too dominant. By the way, I put this on my Instagram earlier tonight because it's the 15th anniversary of the death of Eddie Guerrero. And I posted Eddie Guerrero beating Brock for the title. Brock. Brock deserves so much more credit than he gets for the role that he played for Eddie Guerrero's greatness. Yeah, because it's the same thing. Is he? They tried to go back to that where Roman is just like this unstoppable monster, and then here comes Eddie and beats him just through like the chicanery and the smarts. It was it was it was so mage that he did the job for him there. Like he was so unstoppable at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of other notes that we didn't even mention today. Number one, the rumor is two ru- There are two rumors that are interesting. Number one, that undertaker's whole crew is appearing at survivor series. You need the whole mean? ministry of darkness. So like the, the bone street crew, no like, bone uh, street crew. Oh, Savio Vega is already being promoted in, in Puerto Rico. Stop it. What? Stop. Savio is already being promoted uh, by his by his company. Are you kidding? Yo, nope. we haven't seen Savio Vega in so long. Savio Vega, the but rumor Yoko is, is dead. Savio Vega, Rikishi, Godfather, and the Godwins are all going to be there. They say that's beige. And yes, Dip, we know who's not going to be there <laughs> for yeah. obvious reasons. Yoko, yeah. he's dead, one hundred percent. It would be yeah. Mage. It would be Mage if Yoko was was there. Wait, was the APA not in that? 
Nah, I think this is before they before they got it before they got there. Didn't they put Aldo Montoya in for a minute? That's the click. Um, and then other rumor, other rumor that's very interesting is you guys see this? They're saying that uh, they're looking to push WrestleMania back by three weeks. So to the end of April. So like potentially as far back as April eighteenth. Sheesh. I hope to see you there. That's with hopes, with hopes that because of this potential vaccine schedule, pushing it to late April could get them in front of a crowd. But how big of a crowd? That's the thing. Listen, I just want it to be some crowd. It doesn't need to be fifty thousand. If to me, if it's fifteen thousand, that's cool. I I agree. I agree. They can't do it at the at the at a, at an empty arena again. It's just not going to work. And I don't think they will. And then lastly, Zelina Vega has parted ways with WWE, which is incredibly disappointing. Yeah. So right when her kayfabe father or uncle is coming in, she's out of here. Is oh wow, a rocker shirt. Um, is that is who? who Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly. I believe Zelina is one of the most overall when you when you talk about charisma, one of the most talented people there. The truth yeah. is, you shouldn't have parted ways with Angel Garza and Andrade because that was you know that was the downfall. Yeah, I don't think that's what did K-Fabe. it. I'm specu- I'm speculating that all this social media stuff, or kayfabe only. I'm speculating that all this social media stuff might have, you know, she might be taking a stand on that, which. Either way, well, no she did. She did. She did tweet today about unions. Yeah, almost simultaneously with the WWE tweeting about her um, her release. Yeah, but I'm I'm very bummed out about this. I she's really I I thought that she was just I thought she was just starting to get to where she was going. She could have. Yeah, she was just starting to hit her stride. I agree. That's a that's yeah. a loss, and. That is one that if I'm AEW, she could be a major player in a women's division that needs someone like her. Yeah, they definitely do. If uh, for nothing on, else, to make sure that Brandy does not do another promo like that again. Uh, so I was going to say, she could she could run the promo course right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, very disappointing. We'll see what the story is, but a bummer that she's gone. Um, anyways, guys, we hope you enjoyed this random Friday night hangout. I certainly did. Um, yeah, it was a great time. And we're getting out of the great time, too, as this as this guy's in the ring. Oh, yeah. Hulk's on, and we're leaving. Um, <laughs> enjoy the rest of Survivor Series, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week. Everyone, take it easy and stay mage. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Stay mage. That's that guy, Greg, on Instagram and Twitter. That's right. And at Rosenberg it's Radio. So long, everyone. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 mage.